This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Father, you've been speaking to us, Lord, from your word. You revealed your word to us, O oh Lord Jesus. And by your word we live. By your word we move. By your word we breathe. That is our existence. That is our existence. Your word is everything that we have, Lord Jesus. Today we trust our lives in your word. We take every promise that you have spoken of our life. Father, we take it in the name of Jesus. Father, I bless this time, O Lord, Father. Father, this is your people. These are your people. This is your word. And I am yours, O Lord. Let the meditation of my heart and the words that come from my mouth, that will be like a pleasing aroma to your Lord Jesus. Father, you prepare the hearts of your people, Lord Jesus. Father, I come against every spirit of rebellion. Every spirit of laziness. Every spirit of disobedience. I break its power in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord Father, when the word spoken, let the heart of stone be changed to heart of flesh. So that receive, we will receive your word. And we will be fruitful, yielding, hundredfold. So that those who see us, they will glorify our Father in heaven. Thank you, O Lord Jesus. Father, I speak a blessing over your people, Father. Let every ears that are deaf be opened in the name of Jesus. Let them hear your word today. And let today be the day of deliverance. Hallelujah. Because it is your word. You are a God who sends. You are a faithful God. So you send your word every time to heal your people. To deliver your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's read from Jude, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit... Praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. The Holy Spirit has been encouraging us to get more and deeper the time of prayer. And when we've been hearing these, these days, these months, the importance of praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Why is it so? Because God wants to have a deeper relationship with you. Amen. This is the season. Don't let the season go by. I hope you have responded right to those messages that came your way. And I hope you're growing in that. Amen. We are hearing testimonies of testimonies. Those who obey the word. And we're going to hear great and mighty testimonies when you obey the word of God. Hallelujah. Because he is not a man to lie. He is God. When he promised you something, he will fulfill it. 
Hallelujah. Let's read one more scripture. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Devote yourselves to prayer. What do you mean by to devote or devotion? What, when, where, why? These are questions. You are supposed to answer me. Why, ma'am? What do you mean by to devote or devotion? Prioritize yourself, okay. To be given. Why is so silence in this place? Is it because I am here? I break this silence in the name of Jesus. This is the house of God. Open your mouth, I will fill you. Hallelujah. So tell me, church be active. What do you mean by to devote or devotion? Gabby. Immerse. Okay. Hallelujah. That's so deep. Immerse. The simple dictionary meaning of to devote or devotion is to give all or most of your time or resources to someone or to, for an activity. What is that? To give all or most of your time and resources. So Christ demands our devotion. Christ demands all or most of our time and devotion on a daily basis. Oof. Hallelujah. I want you to repeat that. Christ demands my devotion. Christ demands all or most of my time and my resources on a daily basis. Hallelujah. It is impossible to please God with this human, this flesh. Because the time we spend with God does not gratify the desires of our flesh. Right? It does not satisfy, it does not gratify so how can we please God? What do we do to please God? To rely on the ability of God. And what is the ability of God? We've been hearing that. The grace of God. Hallelujah. We have to rely on the grace of God to please God. Amen. And I want to read one scripture. Romans chapter 8 verses 5 to 8. Romans chapter 8 verses 5 to 8. For those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death. But the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God. For it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You cannot please God. We cannot please God with our ability. Amen. We need to avail His grace to please God. Hallelujah. Let us look, uh, uh, look to another, my, my favorite scripture. Whenever I come and say, it's my favorite scripture. It's, I love Bible. Hallelujah. I love every word that is written in this, in this book. This book changed my life. 
this book changed my life. I, I, I encourage you, even small children, little children, young people, this is the right time. Get into the Word. If you're serious about God's Word, it will change you completely. It will make you radical. Hallelujah. So one of my favorite scriptures, Mark chapter 14, verses 32 to 42. Mark chapter 14, verses 30 to 42. They came to a place named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here until I have prayed. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be very distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. And he went a little beyond them and fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came back and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me at hand. I don't remember a single time when I read this. I don't remember I read this without shedding tears. To know the fact that Jesus asked his disciples to keep watch and to pray with him. Especially in the last few hours of his earthly life. So this incident took place after a long day. After a very long day, especially for Jesus. A day when Jesus was deeply distressed and troubled. Why was it a day of trouble and distress? Why was it why? Why was it a day of trouble and distress? Yes, because, yes, okay, one reason, because it was the day, the day that he was captured. Then, then, the hour is about to come, Jesus was dis distressed about it. Yes. Because Jesus knew for, for few more hours down the line, he'll be betrayed and given into the hands of his enemies who want to destroy him completely. Jesus knew that the betrayer is Judas, his own disciple who walked with him, who ate with him, who slept with him, who did ministry alongside with Jesus. And in John chapter 13, verse 21, it says, Jesus became troubled in spirit when he set about the betrayal. And that was the day he prophetically offered his body and blood. And that, is the, that was the day he made a commitment that he will never taste the fruit of the wine. Till he will do it with us. 
in the kingdom of God. And Jesus also noted the unbecoming behavior of his disciples. After pouring out so much into the disciples' life, they still argued among themselves, who will be the greatest among the disciples? Jesus also knew that Peter, one of his beloved disciples, will deny him. Not once, not twice, but thrice. And I love the next one. That was the day he prayed and interceded for you and for me. Hallelujah. So after a long day, I want you to say, repeat after me. After a long day, after a very long day, the disciples and Jesus came to Gethsemane. And Mark 14, 32 says, He said to his disciples, sit here until I have prayed. And he took with him Peter, J Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is deeply, deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. To some, Jesus said, sit here till I have prayed. And to a select few, he took them alongside with him. And he opened his heart to them. And he asked them to keep watch and pray with him. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in the outer circle where you receive some general instruction? Or you want to be in that inner circle where you know and you will know and you will feel the heart of God. His emotions. Do you know that Jesus had emotions? Do you know that the Holy Spirit, have, he has emotions? That is a realm where he reveals his heart to you. Where do you want to be? Holy Spirit is urging you to come more close to you. To have a deep relationship with Jesus. Amen. Verse 35. And he went little beyond them and fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. And he... And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. Notice this. He came to them and found them sleeping. Who were them? Who were they? Who were the select? Jesus selected three disciples. Peter, James, and John. So he came and found them. Peter, James, and John sleeping and said to, said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Why did Jesus specifically speak to Peter? Why did Jesus specifically speak to Peter? Why why? Yeah, Jesus knew about Peter's denial. We'll read verse down, verse 27 down. And Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, even if... Or if, even if they all fall away, yet I will not. 
And Jesus said to him, truly, truly, that this very night before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter repeatedly said, insistently, even if, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all were saying the same thing as well. But Peter repeatedly said, insistently, that I will not deny you. Even if I have to die, I will not deny you. Peter had too much confidence in his flesh. And said to Jesus, even though all may fall away, I will not. I will not deny you. So Jesus had to specify something here. And Jesus said to him, Peter, truly I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. In the kingdom, it is good to discourage self-confidence. The world will teach you to boost your self-confidence if you want to be successful in life. But contrastingly, the Bible says, the word of God appeals to us that, put no confidence in the self. Put no confidence in the flesh. Can you just repeat? Put no confidence in the self. Amen. I want you to pinch your, pinch your body and say, put no confidence in this flesh. We must be confident in the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Who is in us. Who will enable us by the grace of God. Amen. And we, sh we should not be con con confident in ourselves. In our track record. In our knowledge. In our skills. In our judgment. Put your confidence in the spirit of God. But Peter still being very confident saying... Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. I want to read from Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Luke 22, 31. Here Jesus is saying, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift you men like wheat. Jesus saw this. Simon, see, I've seen that Satan has demanded you to sift you like a chaff. When you walk in the spirit, you will see the things that is happening in the spiritual realm. Amen. When you walk in the spirit, you will see the activities that are happening in the spiritual realm. Amen. So Satan sought permission to sift Peter. First to separate him from Jesus, like a chaff is separated from grain, and then to sift him. As long as the chaff is attached to the grain, the process of sifting cannot be done. But the moment the chaff is separated from the wheat, even a mere wind can sift. As long as you are attached to Jesus, nobody can snatch you out of his hand. Hallelujah. No, no process of sifting can be done in your life. Amen. But if you are separated from the grain, you will become like a chaff. And it is easy for the devil to sift you away. You're good for nothing. No use. You're like a chaff. No use. That's why it's written. If you're not abiding in me, if you're not hearing my words, you cannot do anything. You cannot do anything. God wants you to be attached to Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Deep rooted in Jesus. If your faith, if you, if you do not have faith, if you're not rooted in Christ, you will become like chaff. And that Satan can just sift you away. And verse 32. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Jesus did not pray for anything else concerning Peter. But he prayed for his faith. That his faith will not fail. Our faith should not wane. Amen. Our faith should work all the time. Luke chapter 18 verse 8 says, However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Faith matters and faith alone matters. Today we heard, hallelujah, let faith arise. Let faith arise. And Jesus warned Peter repeatedly so that he will not fall into temptation. However, Peter had so much confidence in his flesh. If you think about Peter, he walked with Jesus for the past three and a half years. Right? He witnessed every signs and wonders and miracle that Jesus did. And he, God revealed to him that Jesus, you are Christ, the Son of God. And he is the one who confessed, where can we go from your presence? And you have the words of eternal life. And in another account, he said, Jesus, you say a word. The Peter who knew, who knew who Jesus was. The Peter who recognized the power in God's word. The Peter who said that you have the words of eternal life. What is he doing now? Now he's doubting the counsel of Jesus. Jesus is warning him again and again. But what was his response? I will come with you. I will not deny you. I'm ready to come with you even to prison and to death. Peter might have entertained this thought in his heart. Jesus, I acknowledge you as Christ, the Son of God. Jesus, I know that you have the words of eternal life. Jesus, I recognize that you have power in your words. But Jesus, I'm so confident that I cannot fail. Jesus, I'm so certain that I will not deny you. How can that happen? I'm well versed in your words. I know your word. I've shown my maturity. I'm mature. You know my track record. I'm the one who even walked on the water. See his confidence. Verse 34. But Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. In spite of hearing specifically from Jesus, repeatedly, Peter was adamant. He repeatedly said insistently, I will not deny you. Can you just repeat that? Repeatedly said insistently. Repeatedly said insistently that I will not deny you. Why did Peter do this? Is it because he hated Jesus? Or he wanted to uh, disobey Jesus? Or he loved to argue with Jesus? Why did Jesus do this? That's why did Peter do this? He loved Jesus. 
Peter loved Jesus. Peter loved Jesus more than anyone or anything. He could not even imagine denying his master. He just wanted to express his love to Jesus somehow. And in the process of expressing his love in the flesh, he completely ignored the warning of Jesus. When we are in our flesh, we fail to hear the words of correction. We fail to hear the words of disciplining. The godly advice. The prophetic advice that comes our way. Obedience is the proof of? Obedience is the proof of? Love. What did Jesus say? If you love me, you will keep my commandment. That's what Jesus said. And if we say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I'll do everything for you. Because I love you. And finally, we end up doing something stupid. Without any discernment. That's what will happen if we act on our flesh. Mark 14 verse 31. Christian life is very easy. Christian life is very easy. I want to make it so sure. Christian life is very easy if you hear God and obey God. That is the secret. Christian life is very easy if you hear God and obey God. There is no place for striving. No place for disobedience. No place for desperation or depression or complex or insecurity in Christian life. Amen. Hallelujah. We just need to hear God, obey God. Can you just say with me? Hear God and obey God. It will go well with you. Mark 14, 31. But Peter said, Peter repeatedly said insistently, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And when Peter said this, all other disciples agreed with him. And they said the same thing. Be careful how you behave. Be careful how you talk, what you talk. Be careful what is influencing you. Be careful where you put your confidence. Your confidence in your flesh can influence your circle and they end up behaving like you. There's a great call upon our lives. People are looking at us. They are learning, they are learning from us. Be careful. Put no confidence in the flesh. But speak what the Spirit wants you to speak. Walk like Jesus. Speak like Jesus. Let that encourage others. Amen. And after Peter repeatedly said insistently, Jesus did not say anything. He just told them, told him what he saw and he what he discerned in his spirit. And then Jesus said, come, it's time. Let's go to Gethsemane. That is the um, context of that Gethsemane. So... Before going there, I just want to uh, say one more thing. In Luke 22, Luke 22, verse 31, Jesus is saying, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift you men like wheat. Jesus told Peter, 
Peter, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Hallelujah. Do you love this Jesus? Do you love this Jesus? And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus knew that Peter will face temptation and he warned him ahead. And Jesus did not stop it there. But he continued to encourage him, saying, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus said, Peter, when you, when you have repented, do not stay there. Do not let your guilt bother you. Do not be bitter against yourself. Come back to me. Turn to me. Come back to me. Run to me. So that I can strengthen you. And with my strength, you can strengthen your brothers. Do you love this Jesus? God's grace can go beyond your mistakes and shortcomings. I want to repeat that again. God's grace can go beyond your mistakes and shortcomings. Hallelujah. His grace sustains us. He does not want us to fail. He does not want us to learn the things the hard way. He wants us to avail His grace. Hallelujah. Can you just say, He wants me to avail His grace. Amen. His grace. His grace. Hallelujah. When you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And that was so prophetic. That was so prophetic. I believe these words strengthened Peter. Hallelujah. To run to Jesus when he heard that Jesus is standing at the shore of Galilee. He ran to Jesus. He ran ahead. He threw himself into the sea. That's what's written. And he came as fast as he could. The words of Jesus, full of grace, enable Peter to come out of his failures, mistakes, shortcomings, insecurity, complex, depression, disobedience, denial, unavailability, God's grace, the words of Jesus and grace him. Hallelujah. And Jesus strengthened him ahead of the tough situation. And after he came to Jesus... Nothing mattered. Hallelujah. His failure could have finished him with guilt and grief, guilt and shame. His failure could have finished him with guilt and shame. But what did grace do? Grace revived him. Hallelujah. Grace revived him and gave him a future hope. Hallelujah. A future and a hope. Grace gave him. So from then on, we can see a different Peter. Hallelujah. He came and strengthened his brothers. And what did he do? He literally became the rock upon which the church was founded. That's what the grace can do. Hallelujah. Right now when you're hearing me, this message is not accident. I know that. The grace of God is available for you. It's near you. A village. Come back, come back. The same Jesus who knew that Jesus will deny, that Peter will deny him, that same Jesus is here and he is calling you, come back. 
from your failures. Don't be there. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. His word can revive you. His grace can revive you. He can deliver you. There is a future hope for you. Come out of your failures. Come out of your shortcomings. Come out of your mistakes. Come out of your shame. Your unbelief. Unavailability. Denial. Complex insecurities. Come out. The grace of God is available. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Mark chapter 14 verse 35. Mark 14 35. At Gethsemane, Jesus went, well, went a little beyond them and fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. In that prayer, Jesus acknowledged that everything is possible with his Father. But he surrendered his will to his father's will. Amen. And verse 37. After he prayed, he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not fall into temptation. Jesus, out of his great love and care, told Peter, Peter, remember the warning that I have given you, that I have prophetically spoken over you. Take heed the word I have spoken to you and keep watching and praying so that you will not fall into temptation. Keep watching and praying so that we will not fall into temptation. That is the solution for many things that we face in life. To keep watch and pray. Hallelujah. We will not fall into temptation. So that we will not caught off guard. We need to be praying and praying always. So that we will be ready to face the temptation that is on our way. Many times we start to pray only after we face the situation. I want you to think about it. Many times we pray, we start to pray only after we face a difficult situation. Right? But Jesus is teaching us something else here. He's teaching us to that we need to be spiritually alert. I want you to say spiritually alert. And take every warning. Say, and take every warning. And pray ahead of situations. So that we will be equipped. Hallelujah. So that we will be equipped to face the difficult situation or face the temptation and we can overcome every temptation, every weapon, every scheme of the devil. Today God wants you to pray ahead. If you want to know ahead what is going to happen, it is a word. I will reveal to my prophets what will happen. He will not do anything without revealing to you. He will not. That is a promise for you. He will not do anything, especially concerning your life, without revealing. How will you know? Spend time with him. Take the warning. Take the prophetic warning that came to you. And pray ahead. I want you to say one more time. Pray ahead. 
just change our prayer life. Just change it. Don't hold to any patterns. Don't hold to your experience. Hallelujah. Be fresh. When you go to the presence of God, be fresh. I always, when I go to God, I always see a picture that is a jug that is empty. Let it be like that. Empty yourself into the presence of God so that he can fill you. And it will overflow. Hallelujah. And when it overflows, what happened? That will, you will be a blessing to your family, to your church, your country, to the nations. Empty yourselves like a drink offering. Paul said that. Like a drink offering. Oh, hallelujah. Empty yourselves. Go to Jesus. He will fill you. So, so when you have to pray, you have to pray ahead of the situation. Amen. And verse 39 says, Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again he came and found them sleeping. For their eyes were very heavy. And they did not know what to speak to them. Their eyes were very heavy. So what was the actual reason that kept, from, kept them from praying? What was the stumbling block there? Their eyes were very heavy. I tell to my, my, my family, I'm too tired. See my eyes? My eyes are already drooping. That means that sickness that I need rest. If I don't rest today, tomorrow you will have trouble. Give, we give more importance to our droopy eyes. It is very easy. So it is easy to sense the physical need. Agree with me? You know when you need rest. When you're, when you're hungry, you will know. You will know. When you're thirsty, you will know. It is very easy to sense the physical needs. Think about Jesus. Je Jesus was also with them through the day, doing so many different things. Jesus would have been the most tired among them. And he needed more rest than all of others. But Jesus knew how to overcome his tiredness. Hallelujah. Jesus knew how to overcome his tiredness. He knew how to ignore the demands of the flesh. And Jesus is teaching here now. So Jesus is teaching and showing by example how to be devoted to prayer when we are tired and troubled. I heard many times people saying, Today I cannot come because I am very tired. I am too tired. My eyes are heavy. My hearts are burdened. I don't want to pray. I don't feel like praying. I don't, I don't feel like worshipping. You want a solution for that? Jesus is there to help you today. Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus acknowledged that the flesh is weak. But it doesn't matter because the spirit is willing. Hallelujah. Can we just say the spirit is willing? With a willing spirit, you can do anything. 
with a willing spirit, you can do anything. Amen? Because spirit being is a reality. I have realized that in my life. That is a testimony of my life. Spirit being is a reality. Everything else is a lie. Spirit, your spirit, the spiritual realm is the reality. And if you are spiritually awake and active and alive, the flesh will have to obey you. The flesh will have to obey you. You know what's the purpose of this flesh? Your body to carry the presence of God. There is only one treasure in your body. That is the spirit of God. Hallelujah, that is the spirit of God. I'm not telling you to despise us. No, we have to hold in high honor because we carry the treasure. We carry the, the presence of God in us. We have to, we have to cherish our body because the, the treasure is in us. But don't let the flesh to rule you. We make terrible mistake if we pamper our body. Our decisions will go haywire if we make provision for our flesh. Yes, give no provision for the flesh. We cannot afford to have the flesh to have a free reign. No, 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 no. Without any constraints, no. Do not pamper your flesh and do not pamper the flesh of others. Always keep it in check. Say, I will always keep it in check. Make a commitment. Lord, I will always keep it in check. Jesus just experienced that in Luke chapter 22 verse 41. And Jesus withdrew from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. He was pouring himself to his Father. In this prayer, I can truly see the flesh being weak and the willing spirit. Jesus said out of his tiredness and distress, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Most of us would have put a full stop there. We are very experts. We are so smart to put a full stop there. But without closing that line, Jesus continued to pray that let your will be done and not mine. We will pursue our will when we place our flesh above the spirit. But his will manifest when we rely on his ability. He, Jesus settled everything in that time of prayer. He settled everything. He settled everything in that time of prayer. Hallelujah. When you go to God with a heavy heart, a burdened heart, learn to settle everything at his feet. Sometimes in my life, sometimes my heart, is, heart will become very heavy. I don't know why. I don't know why. Sometimes I get irritated. So I know, then I'll take, I want a break. I'll go to my room. I'll just cry. I'll just pray in the spirit. I'll just pour out. When, you come, when I come back, you will see a different Isha there. That's what happened when you, when you, when you, when you give yourself to, the, to God. There's bargaining happening. Right now, we, we heard it today. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Give, why you want to carry this thing? Don't carry unnecessarily. 
it will just wear you out. He daily cares us. He daily carries our burdens. Hallelujah. When you go near, go to prayer, empty yourself and take his joy, his peace, his burden. Hallelujah. His love. Hallelujah. His yoke. Jesus settled everything at the time of prayer. His eyes may have been very heavy. His heart as well. But he did not allow his flesh to take dominion. But he allowed the willing spirit to take dominion. He didn't allow his weak flesh. Can you say weak flesh? Weak flesh to take dominion. But he allowed willing spirit to take dominion. Hallelujah. That's the secret. Can you do it? Yes. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. The secret, the secret to effective prayer, to be devoted unto prayer, even when we are heavy and troubled, is in the next verse. Verse 43. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Hallelujah. Now an angel from God appeared to him and strengthening him. When you are weak, when you are tired, the best place to go is in your prayer room. Carry all your burden. Every case, go to Jesus. When you are not able, the ability of God will surround you. The resources of heaven will come to you. His angels will minister unto you. And the grace of God will equip you and strengthen you. That will happen. That's what happening when you go to God and when you pour out yourself before the presence of the Lord. A presence. Hallelujah. A joy. A peace that will come and just overtake you. That brings every, every burden. Hallelujah. And verse 41. And he came to them the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. You had enough time to pray. You had enough time to keep watch. But that time is over. The appointed time is over. Now a time has come when no one can work. My beloved people of God, always remind yourself that there is a time, an appointed time, an opportune time to keep watch and pray. An appointed time to do what you're supposed to do. We have done enough in the flesh. Anyone agree with me? We have done enough in the flesh. Enough indulgence in the flesh. It is enough. It is enough. Today I'm here. God sent me here to tell you it is enough. This is going to be a new season. The season of the spirit. Hallelujah. Arise awake and flee the spiritual realm. 
God is waiting to show you what is happening in the spiritual realm. Do not get stuck with your weak flesh. Do not let anything bother you. Do not let get stuck with your droopy eyes, with your heavy eyes, with your weary and heavy heart. But be ready, willing and available to be led by the Spirit. This is that season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the season. You are not hearing this message accidentally. This is the season. Capitalize the season. You will soar above every circumstance. If you are available. If you are available. If you are willing. If you are obedient. You will soar above every difficult circumstance. Every temptation. Every disobedience. Every denial. Every scheme, every deception, and you will stand tall. Hallelujah. You will stand tall. This is the season of the Spirit. This is the year. This is a season of true repentance. This is a season of growth. This is a season of change. This is a season of progress. This is a season of willing spirit. This is a season when you see things in the atmosphere, in the spiritual realm. This is a season of angelic ministering upon your life. Hallelujah. This is a season where God is clothing you with His authority and power. Do not let this season go by. Do not let the flesh, do not allow the flesh to put you to sleep. Do not allow the flesh to put you to sleep. These days, if you're willing, Holy Spirit will wake you up at night, the middle of the night. Even when your eyes are heavy and your hearts are heavy, Holy Spirit will wake you up in the middle of the night. And He will enable you. The heaven's resources will come to you. The ministry angels will appear to you. And the God's grace will enable you and equip you and strengthen you to intercede. There is a calling upon your life. There is a calling upon your life. Do not let Satan sift you. Do not allow the Satan to take that away. The calling of God. It came before you came into your mother's womb. That's what he said to Jeremiah. I called you before you were formed in the mother's womb. Your calling came first. Hallelujah. Your calling came first. Do not let anything distract you or trouble you. Go to Jesus. This is a season. This is the season. This is a season. From, from April 1st onwards, I know there's going to be a, a shift in season. A shift in season. Where you will see those who are led by the Spirit, they will sow. They will sow. Do not let the season go by. Take the burden of Jesus. Keep watch with him. He's asking you, keep watch with him. Hallelujah. In my life, there have been many times I've been very tired. Like how I, all, I told you, my eyes were like droopy. But I always tell, Appa, if you want, I know he always wanted to talk to me. Wake me up at night. 
And I'll tell at 2 o'clock. If you have any doubt, you can ask Pastor Dalip. At that time, I'll wake up. And I'll go to my room. And I'll just pour out. I'll just pour out. Sometimes I'll cry. Pastor will ask me, why are you crying? I told him, I don't know. I don't know why I'm crying. I'll cry for hours. When I come out of my prayer room, my eyes will be like swollen. One thing I really ask of the Lord that I want to have his emotion. I want to have the emotion of my God, my Jesus. When he laughs, I want to laugh. When he cries, I want to cry. When he's angry, I want to be angry with the holy anger. Today, Jesus wants you to be in that place. Are you willing? If you're willing, tell Papa, I'm willing. Wake me up at night. Middle of the night, I'm available. Hallelujah. At 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, Holy Spirit will drag you there. It doesn't matter how weak you are. It doesn't matter how heavy your eyes are, how heavy your heart's heart is. It doesn't matter. Because it is not by your ability. It is not by this flesh. The flesh may be weak, but the spirit is willing. Fan the flame. Hallelujah. Fan the flame. We have so much to do. We have so much to do. Our Christ is going to come back. We, today we heard, these are the days of Elijah. Hallelujah. These are the words of Ezekiel. When you speak, dry bones will come together. When you speak life, they will live. These are the time. Hallelujah. God wants to do something so special in this church and through you. That's why you young children, you are here. You are here for that purpose. When you go from here, you should be equipped. Hallelujah. Because there is a calling upon your life. You cannot waste that. If you waste the calling of your life, you are destroyed. No hope, no hope, no future. It is not accident. I'm just prophesying over you. You have a desire to be so closer to Jesus? Tell Jesus, Appa, wake me up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. If, if you don't find any place, go to your bathroom. It's a good place. Holy Spirit will speak to you. Hallelujah. You will know. You will know. And when you pray, you will be interceding for someone else. We will not even know. Next day we'll hear. I don't know what happened, but I, 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 I got the breakthrough. At that time we know. We'll just see their face, but we don't know what we are praying. But when we pray, the breakthrough will happen. There's power in your words. There is power in your prayer. Do not let the season go by. Hallelujah. I want to read one more verse. John chapter 9 verse 4. John chapter 9 verse 4. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. A night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Hallelujah. This is the time. This is the opportune time. The appointed time. Do not let the season go by. Capitalize it. Make it yours. Hallelujah. Because he's going to come back soon. You're going to hear the trumpet sound soon. We don't have much time. There's so much to do. Hallelujah. May God bless you with these words. Hallelujah. Were you blessed?
Man, has God spoken to you this morning? Man, God is such a merciful God. such a kind God, full of love. And who wants to speak to you. Who wants to encourage. I want to take this time. Just, just spend a little time in prayer together. And we've heard something very pertinent. And the Lord has been ministering to us. Um, this has been a... Okay, I, I've been ministering the past few weeks. And today, she, you know, the Lord used her. And all that you're hearing in this season is, uh, it's all connected. It's, you can really sense the Spirit of God um, emphasizing and re-emphasizing things. And uh, we, we should be dumb not to understand. We should be so dumb not to realize that God is speaking. And uh, I, I, I pray for all of you that you will not miss out on what God is speaking. And on the, that importance on, you cannot rely on the flesh. I'm telling you, you know, we are in that season where the reliance on the flesh is going to be, is going to be disastrous. And uh, I believe the Lord is forewarning us uh, as we enter into a new season. The Lord is forewarning us uh, not to rely on the flesh. Put no confidence in the flesh. The ability of God, the grace of God, He is able to make you stand. He is able to make you stand. He is able to make you draw closer to Him. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not that you can. It's not your determination. It's not your will. Uh, you cannot. I'm telling you, I've tried it many times. It does not happen to me. But when, when you rest in the consolation that He is able, yes, it happens. Amen. So the Spirit of the Lord was ministering to me. I was so encouraged by the word that was spoken. And I was deeply encouraged. Uh, let's just spend a little time in prayer. If you can, all of you can just stand up to your feet as I close in prayer. Thank you, Lord. I want all of you to open your mouths and you know, just speak and, and minister in, uh, to the Lord in, in other tongues, the Spirit, within the, in the Spirit. Pray. And just loudly pray. Okay. I want you to loudly pray. That's not how you loudly pray. Is it time of prayer? Every limitation of the flesh is broken in Jesus' name. You know, every time you've seen yourself, every time you've seen yourself come and hit against the wall and you've fallen hard, and the Lord is saying, not anymore. By my spirit, you're going to jump over that wall. You're going to jump over that wall. You're going to go through every, everything that the enemy has placed. Everything that the enemy has kept before you. You're going to jump over it. You're going to overcome. You're going to overcome. You're going to overcome. 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 You're going to overcome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I wanted to pray. Let's pray in the Spirit. Take this time to pray. Pray loud. Pray. No, pray. 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 You heard about prayer? Pray. Let's pray. Before you leave, Pray and seal this word into your life. Seal this word in your spirit. Do not let the enemy snatch it away. What you've heard should remain. What you heard must, must bear fruit in your life. 
the lord is telling some of you that you are you're called to be in the spirit to walk in the spirit to move in the spirit you're going to affect things in the spirit and the lord is telling some of you very clearly today that do not look down on yourself do not do not despise your youthhood your youthfulness do not anyone do not let anybody despise you for your for being young for being small for being small for being inexperienced for being unskilled no, that is not your address says the lord that's not your identity says the lord your identity is in me that you're connected with me that you are close to me satan cannot sift you because you are attached to me your power is my power is not your power your ability is not your ability it's my ability says the lord your skill is not your skill it's my skill says the lord your experience is not my experience it's not your experience but my experience says the lord hallelujah rashata kabasiyante meruna masiyante rikurura bashantorura basiyante thank you lord rabasiyantarana bashante rikurura basiyante the lord is asking some of you to be even more aggressive even more alert even more vigilant even more to move in the spirit more mightily to more powerfully to be given over to the spirit to make yourself available to the spirit to do things through you in you for some of you who desire to be used of god the lord is telling me that i'm going to use you to pray for people i'm going to use you to pray and when you pray things will happen complex situations will be loosened when you pray and you're going to see that even as you desire to be used of god the lord says pray today you heard that message was for you pray pray and i'm going to use you to pray and affect things amen you're going to affect things as you pray hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus hallelujah rashanta namasi anto rikorura bara namasi ante thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.